Welcome to Relatable Rhetoric Podcast, where we focus on finding our strides, even with introductions. I'm Adrian Robertson, your host. I'm a writer by day, but I'm an inspirer by night. Can I be that? Yes, I want to inspire you. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. So today's episode is about therapy. I've been so eager to talk on this topic because I've had some unique experiences with therapy over the past six months, I'd say. And while my perspective is still fresh, I want to share with you how it's been. I've done both personal therapy, where it's one-to-one, just me and a therapist, and group therapy. And the group therapy I did was with 10 women and one therapist. And I was one of the 10 women. So yes, um, I am still doing Why Didn't They Tell Us, the segment at the end where we kind of make light of the topic and just have a good time. And so stick around for that. But (laughs) I feel the need to, to drop this disclaimer. This episode is, I have packed as much as I could without this being really long. And I'm praying that it's not very long. I'm going to try my best to stick to my notes. (laughs) So if you're watching this and you see me looking down, that is what I'm doing. And if you're listening, just stay along for the ride. Okay. We're going to get there. Um, So yes, because of that, I want to jump right into the topic and share what I have just so you know what's to come. I am going to share why I started therapy my experiences in personal therapy and group therapy, and then what I learned from both. Just kind of a summary, you know? We ain't got all day. Uh, yeah, and then we'll do the the last segment at the end. All right, so let's get to this, y'all. Over the past six months, uh, I've been in both personal and group therapy. And I started for these reasons. I wanted to work on myself. I really wanted to work on my self-development or develop myself, if you will, um, as well as my self-awareness. Because I felt like, which is my second reason, I was noticing cycles that I was getting stuck in. So there were things that I was doing that in some ways were damaging or just not growing me. And I couldn't quite figure out what they were, why I was getting stuck, and how to move forward. So I was like, you know what? I've tried everything that I know (laughs) for the most part. And therapy is not one of them. So let me give this a try. I have friends who have already started therapy who were encouraging me to do that. Shout out to them. You know who you are. Um, And then, you know, our culture is, is becoming more comfortable with therapy. It's not as much stigma with it as it used to be. Mind you, we are not where we need to be. But it's becoming more common and it's becoming more acceptable. Like it's no, it's it's not necessarily a horrible thing or it means you're a horrible messed up person and I'm getting into my topics, but <laughs> yeah, there, there's way, way more um, just acceptance of therapy. And so because of that, I'm like, okay, one of those people who were sitting back watching, not sure, a little skeptical, but also getting in my own way. So I was like, all right, I'm giving this a go. Okay. What do I have to lose? But some poor habits. Uh, what else? Uh, I wanted an objective opinion. So 
talking to friends and family. They know you, they love you. They're always going to be biased, hopefully anyway, um, toward you. So in the sense of, I care about you. So I always have your best interest at heart. And so they're, opinions or advice might be skewed toward you when you might be the problem (laughs) and they may not necessarily want to say that or want to hurt you. And so it's really hard for them to remove themselves from the situation, not be overly empathetic with you. And and it's nothing wrong with that. You want people in your life, life who is empathetic. You want that. Um, But sometimes it's good to have that objective advice where it's like, you ain't my baby who I raised or my best friend since high school or, you know, whatever the title may be, but I can still see your situation. I can give you a professional opinion of what is going on, a more informed opinion of what is going on. So yeah, I I was like, I, I need that objective voice because I know with this person, they have this going on and that is affecting their advice for me. And this person has something different going on and that's affecting their advice for me. And so because of that, it was also hard for me to receive advice from them because I was wondering if it was just coming from this narrow view. Like, would you feel that way if you had kids or would you feel that way if you were married or would you feel that way if you hadn't gone through a divorce? And you can, you know, I could list all the scenarios So I was like, yeah, I kind of want to hear from someone with a completely objective standpoint. They're not coming from this, all this past experience. And it is likely, hopefully to be a more professional, a more clinical uh, version, right? Or I don't know how to, how to articulate that, but just the advice that they're going to giving is more evidence-based. There you go. I was getting there, y'all. I was getting there. (laughs) And then lastly, uh, I wanted to stop downloading on my friends and family. So in addition to, okay, I'm hearing from them, I also don't want to always have this load that I'm just, uh, you know, ready to put on them as soon as I, I hear from them or because I'm going through something and maybe it's something I've been going through for a while. I don't want to always come to the table with that. So that's twofold because... That's a part of my life, so it's going to affect me, so it's going to come up in conversation. But then I don't want any problem in my life to always come up. So I need to learn a better way of thinking and a better way of managing my own emotions and problems so that they're not at the forefront of every conversation. Because it doesn't matter what friends or family I have, if that's my experience, that's and that's how I'm showing up. It's going to show up anywhere. I can I I will show up with an old friend or new friend with the same old sad story, right? I'm using quotes and referring to myself. I'm not hopefully I'm not offending anyone with that, but I, I know for me, I had grown up with a person the people who raised me were very uh pessimistic, negative, very much glasses is half empty. So with that lens, I was showing up that way almost inadvertently and I didn't like it, but I couldn't figure out how to change it. So, um, yeah, I was like, I got to figure this out. I got to figure it out. All right. So here's what I learned and I'm going to start with personal therapy and then I'll go to group therapy. Personal therapy provided something different 
from group therapy, obviously, because it was specific to me. So with group therapy, you know, it's a blanket approach and it's great. And I'm going to get to the reasons why it's great. Uh, But I wanted to also be able to dive deeper with my specific situation, what was going on with me, my past, my upbringing, my struggles. How can I talk through those things and it not just be, I'm going to give this blanket approach that some may get it and some may not. Also, um, I learned through, you know, personal therapy that little growth is still growth. And you've probably heard that, you know, some progress is still progress. Um, but I, I needed that reassurance. I needed to hear it again, even with the specific situations I was dealing with. It's actually, especially <laughs> with the situations I was dealing with, I'd show up and be like, I suck. <laughs> you know, like I'd show up and be like, why am I still going through this? And why am I still dealing with it? this? And this is still an issue. And my therapist would remind me, but you handled this situation different from how you handled it last time. You don't see how one small thing here, you did this, whereas you didn't do this last time. And I was like, oh, I guess I I didn't look at it that way. So it was just like that reminder of you are growing, you are changing, but you have to give yourself time. And also, you know, how I grow will look different from others. So my process is going to look different from others. And mind you, I did these, both of these at the same time. So I did personal therapy and group therapy congruently. I did them together. And so there would be times where there were experiences in group therapy that I I couldn't connect with or I struggled with. And I felt like something was wrong with me. And I felt like I was, maybe I wasn't, you know, leaning into the process as much as I should have been, or maybe I wasn't ready. I was like, maybe I thought I was ready to grow, but I ain't ready. (laughs) And so I would go and discuss that and debrief that with my personal therapist. And she would show me one, how things were applicable to me, but then two would remind me, you are a different person than the people in that group where you are in life is different. And here's how your situation is going to be a little different. It's going to be perhaps more complex, or it's going to take a little more time because of these things. So I have an example. I was in one of my group therapy sessions and we had to do a visualization of like the good life, what we envision our best, highest, you know, life of our dreams would look like. And it started with, you know, us closing our eyes and just going through this guided visual visualization with therapists. And she started with, you know, all the visual things, all of the sensory things, what car you're driving, what house you'll be in, who's in your life. And that was already an issue that I had with vision, understanding what is it that you want for your life. Until you define that, it is going to be hard to know the direction to go because you haven't plotted out a specific destination. So what is the vision so that you can have something to compare the things that's showing up in your life with that. If you envision marriage and someone comes to you and they say, I'm just here for a good time, that doesn't line up with my my vision. So I'm gonna have to pass on that. So I had already struggled with that at the beginning of group therapy. So I knew going into this visualization, I was like, this sucks. I don't want to do this, whatever, but I'm gonna try. And I was able to do it 
I struggled through it. Some things were hazy and I wasn't able to pinpoint exactly what I wanted because I was like, you know, at this point in my life, I don't care what car I drive. <laughs> I'm going through X, Y, and Z. I just need a car that work. <laughs> so I kind of fumbled through some of the specifics. And then I got to the end and, you know, she was kind of bringing us back like, all right, come to the present time. And I started to cry. And so I checked in with myself and was like, what's going on here? Why are you crying? And I even brought it up in the session. And my issue was that I felt like what I visualized was so far from now, from what I experienced now. And the road to get there just was so dark. I just couldn't see it. And so I took that that experience back to personal therapy. And she was like, that actually is very fitting for where you are because you are going through a transitional period. So it's one thing for someone to be in a specific place and desire to go to another place, but they know that they desire to go to this place and that they're here. They're in point A and they know they want to get to point B. They can visualize it easier. But if you're in between point A and point B and you don't have a foundation, you don't have all of the specifics for even where you are right now. If you're like, I'm in the middle of moving, I'm in a job change, I'm moving from one city to the next, I am um, about to have a child or whatever these different things are, it is going to be hard to visualize the you know, best case scenario because you you don't even have something that you feel comfortable comparing it to here because you're transitioning. So it is going to be harder for you. And she pointed that out for me and she provided a different visualization for me. Say, instead of thinking of that ideal place, what is the next place? If you aren't comfortable now, or if you're transitioning now, and all you have the mental capacity to do is think of three months down the road, what does three months down the road look like? Visualize that. Can you go there mentally? And that really, really helped me. And I remember crying in that session with my personal therapist because it was so reaffirming. It was like, okay, all is not lost. I am not that broken. I am not that horrible that I can't even think of a better life for myself. But she just helped to frame it in a way that was way, way more applicable to my life. And I was like, okay, <laughs> this is good. You know, like, okay, I'm, I'm moving forward. And so, uh, yeah, personal therapy did that for me. And then the last thing for personal therapy is that, um, actually I already mentioned this, that I could dive deeper about my group therapy sessions and um, also discuss other areas of my life. So group therapy was specific, and I'm going to get to that in a moment. But that theme of group therapy was very nuanced. It was for a specific goal, specific reason, specific type of struggle. But I had all these other things going on in my life. I was like, can I talk about this too? <laughs> and so I was able to do that with my personal therapist. You know, I have an hour with each session. I can spend 15 minutes talking about group therapy and how my week went. And then I can, you know, go on from that and say, and here's some other things I'm dealing with. So that was the beauty of personal therapy. All right. Now I'm going to move on to group therapy. First of all, y'all, group therapy is underrated because it was so helpful. Community gives you hope. 
It really does. Because when you are dealing with something and you recognize that someone else is dealing with the same thing or has dealt with the same thing and they have moved on and like overcome that thing, that gives you hope. That gives you that helping hand, that reassurance that like, we can get through this. I can get through this. And I'm not the only one. I'm not alone. I'm not the only one dealing with this. And so that was, that was huge. I immediately felt that as we did like the first session, second session, because I was, you know, timid <laughs> listening. I'm a, I'm a huge observer. I am much more of an introvert than I am extrovert. So I sit back and I watch and I'm listening. And as more and more women introduce themselves and, and, and explain some of the challenges, even if it was vague that they were going through, I was like, I am dealing with that. And I am dealing with that. And I feel the exact same way. And it immediately created this sense of community, belonging, like, okay, this is the right place. Because if everybody had opened up and I couldn't connect with anything they were saying, I'd be like, is this the right room for me? (laughs) Am I in the right place? (laughs) But I immediately saw they know they're dealing with some of the same things that I'm dealing with. And that was like, I could exhale. I felt like this is a safe space for me. I can connect here, but I can also grow here. And so that was huge. Number two, you can get specialized help. And I mentioned this prior. So the group that I was in was specific to self-worth. If you want to understand where you're messing up or where you're struggling with your self-worth, how it shows up and how you can increase your self-worth, this is the group for you. And if you're if you're curious or interested, and I can link, link some of these resources in the show notes, um, I did Brittany Noel's Made for This group coaching. And again, it's mostly about self-worth. I'm going to take a sip. Y'all. Kombucha is my fave, okay? It is good for your gut health, reproductive health, overall health. I love it. (laughs) Sidebar. (laughs) All right, yeah, so I did that. And so it was very specific, which was why it was nice to pair that experience with personal therapy because, you know, that was more general, broad, dealing with my whole life. But here is this other thing that's actually really important to me because at the time that I started that group therapy, I was feeling really broken and confused and, again, stuck in those cycles and those horrible, like damaging patterns, but I couldn't figure out what it was. And I quickly learned in group therapy, this is a self-worth issue. Until you deal with the self-worth, you're going to struggle with other areas of life. You're going to struggle with getting to where you're trying to go. So when you tackle this, you will have more, what's the word? I was going to say ammunition, but (laughs) you will have, um, more of what you need to move forward. And so I love that. I love that about group therapy. I don't think I recognize that. Um, and it made me become more aware of like, oh, are there other areas and other specific things that I can tackle through group therapy? The answer is yes. And I have actually found another one that I would like to do later on in the year, but I'll share that later on in the episode. All right. And then the last thing that I want to share about group therapy is that I recognize that my comments are struggle. Uh, my struggles are common and I am not the only one seeking solutions. 
And which, what I get from that is that resilience begets resilience. When you look to your right and you look to your left and you're maybe you're in a race, you're on an, on an obstacle course and you are losing the umph and the drive to push forward. You are struggling. You're running out of breath. You're feeling weak. And you look to your right and you look to your left and you see someone and they say, come on, girl, you got this. Let's go. We're going to do this. Or you see them trip and keep going. Or you see them fumble, you know, <laughs> stumble, fop, fop of the foot, you know, <laughs> and you see them get up and keep going. That gives you, I don't even know the word. It's like you become inspired by their will to press forward that you also want to press forward. And so that's what group therapy did for me. The times when I showed up and there was sev- there were several that I showed up and I was like, I'm not here for this. I don't really, y'all, I don't know what you're going to have to say therapist to really pull me out of this funk, but today has been a horrible day. I'm tired, but I'm going to show up and just, you know, we're just going to see how this goes. And then I begin to hear other people's stories of triumph or even the stories where they struggled and yet they're, they're here. They've shown up and they say, yeah, I'm not exactly, you know, optimistic, but I'm here. It made me want to be present. It made me want to keep going. And then of course, once the therapist began to speak and pour into us, I was being refueled. I was being refilled. And it was like, oh, I needed to be here today. And I needed to show up exactly the way I showed up because that is that is teaching me something about my mindset, things that I need to work on, and also showing me how to move past that. Because when this whole experience is over, I'm going to have another day like that. And I'm going to have to figure out how to press forward. All right, so I'm going to give a summary. Some of that already kind of tapped into what I learned, but I'm going to give a summary of what I learned through both of those experiences. So through both of those experiences, I learned, one, (laughs) the four things that I mentioned earlier. So I mentioned that I wanted to work on my self-development, self-awareness, cycles I was getting stuck in. I wanted an objective opinion, and I wanted to stop downloading on my friends. I learned all that and some, like I was kind of shocked. I was like, wow. And you know, my group therapy that I did was six weeks. I was like, dang, this was a power, power packed six weeks. I was very skeptical of what could happen in six weeks, but it was amazing. So yeah, I learned those things. And then I also learned that I was entirely too critical of myself. Like you really, I really felt like a mirror was held up and the way that I spoke to myself, the way that I judged myself, the way that I refused to be empathetic and graceful with myself was like, why are you like this? You hate that other people were like this to you when you were a child and growing up and throughout life, but then you turned around and did the exact same thing to yourself and you don't even see it. You don't see the correlation between the two. So I learned that, but then I also learned that that's a learned behavior. 
And there's a blessing in it being a learned behavior because if that's the case, I can learn a new behavior. It's not genetic. It's not, you know, destined. (laughs) It's not something that is placed on me that I have to accept. I can absolutely change that. And I love that. Every day I know that I can affect the life that I live and the joy that I feel. I am responsible for it. I am accountable for it. No one else is going to give that to me but me. And so, yes, I learned that through both experiences. I also learned that I am not a victim. And I, what I said just now kind of taps into that. I am not a victim. I was, even if, and let me read the whole sentence. I am not a victim even if I was a victim. I love that. Because yes, things happened to me, whether it was growing up, young adult, being an adult, things happened to me that I didn't sign up for at all. <laughs> at all, okay? I, that's all I'm going to say about that. But just because I was a victim then doesn't mean that I am a victim now and that I have to remain a victim. How I respond to being a victim is what changes the fact that I, I'm, not, I'm no longer a victim. Yeah, that happened to me, but that's not me. Yeah, they did that to me, but I overcame it. And I don't have to stay in that same state of mind. I don't have to continue to perpetuate the feelings that I had when those things happened to me. I don't have to dwell and live in that space. I was listening to a meditation this morning, um, like a guided meditation. Um, If you don't know of Curly Nikki, I love her daily um, meditations that she puts on her podcast, which is called Good Morning. I believe it's called. I'm going to look it up for you guys because I really want to make sure I share this. So bear with me. I I want to believe that it's called Good Morning. It is called, give me one second, y'all. Good Mornings with Curly Nikki. Yes. So I listened to one of hers and she said something that really resonated with me. She said, you were not the person who was suffering. You witnessed the suffering because we are spirits. We are souls. And so the soul inside you wasn't suffering. The physical you, this is what I took from that. The physical you was suffering. So you witnessed the suffering. And what that means, just like a witness on the street in you know real life, a witness walks away. So yes, the thing happened. The thing affected me, but I am not still there. I witnessed suffering. I even, and that's a hard concept. It helps me. I, it's a hard concept. I will admit, because in the moment I was like, should I, should I mention this? I don't want anyone to think like, oh, I did suffer. Yes, your experience was absolutely real, but it doesn't have to continue to live on moments, moments, months, years after the suffering took place. You are not what happened to you. So yeah, that was, that was huge. And I could talk on that for a long time. I might even do that in another podcast, but I have to keep moving because I'm running out of time. 
Also learn self-forgiveness. I only did what I knew how to do and what I was taught to do, whether the, whether it was directly taught to me or inadvertently taught to me by the behaviors of the people who raised me, who was I was exposed to very young or just exposed to throughout life. And maybe I didn't realize that their actions and their mindsets and their behaviors were rubbing off on me. But however I responded in any given situation, I did the best that I knew to do in that situation. And so because of that, I can forgive myself. And if I know better now and I feel like, oh, I've learned a better way, now I can apply that. You know better, you do better. But to hold myself hostage to that situation of you did it this way and that happened, you know, this A caused B is not helping me grow. It is not helping me release that thing and move forward. It happened and it's okay. I can release it. I can forgive myself because we are the, we're the, we're the roughest on ourselves. People, you could get forgiveness from every single person who's ever offended you, but if you don't offend, I mean, if you don't forgive yourself, you are still in bondage. You are still held hostage hostage by your own self. Let yourself go, sis. Let yourself go. Forgive yourself. You did the best that you knew how in that situation. And the fact that you know better now is a blessing and you can change today. But you got to forgive yesteryear. Okay? All right. And then, of course, that, you know, therapy is golden. That's what I learned. And I'm going to continue therapy. So that's, I wanted to mention that before I go into the last segment, I am planning to continue personal therapy, love it. And I also have plans to start a new group therapy. This one, y'all, it is not six weeks. It is six months. Okay. And my goal is to start that experience in the fall. I will share more about it probably after I complete it because I just, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a weirdo with those things. I like to kind of engulf the experience and, and really immerse myself in it before I talk about how I feel about it. Um, but that's not to say that I won't, you know, jot some things down along the way that I'd want to share as I'm going through it. But I don't think that I'm going to talk about it while I'm going through it. So once I am at the end of that six month experience, I will come back and share and I will be singing praises, okay? If it's wonderful, please know I will be uh, plugging that that group therapy. So yes, that is all that I have to share about therapy. And now we're going to go into the next segment. Why didn't they tell us? Okay, so why didn't they tell us is a fun segment where we just make light of the topic we just discussed. discussed because our topics get deep. This wasn't even supposed to be... <laughs> the topic for this week, but I had something on my spirit last week. I talked about being triggered. I am going to link that episode right here. And I, my Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit was like, look, sis, you got to share this one. So it bumped this episode. So I don't usually do the deep topics back to back to back. I try to kind of sprinkle in some lighter ones, but nevertheless, we always have the why didn't they tell us segment where we can just kick back, relax, have a little kiki little moment before we go. So that's what we're going to do now. I'm going to share three things and then we're going to get out of here. And we're only a few minutes over time. (laughs) 
<laughs> Let me take a sip of my drink. <clears throat> okay. First things first. Therapy isn't, you know, with therapy, something doesn't have to be wrong. You, nothing has to be wrong for you to want to do therapy. Like I mentioned before, you might just want an objective party, okay? I don't want to hear from all these different people in my life with different situations going on, different perspective, different uh, upbringings. I just want to hear from a professional <laughs> who doesn't know me, okay? And the awareness of self that you get from those experiences are unmatched. A lot of the times with therapy, you're just, they're just the sounding board. You're talking through your own issues, but there's someone there who can help, help you navigate, steer, come back, you know, when you go off the deep end. So, um, yeah, it's worth it. You don't, I don't know what they told you. (laughs) I don't know why they didn't tell us, but nothing has, has to be wrong. Okay. That leads me to number two. Therapy is not only for rich people white people. Okay. I'm throwing out what we, what I've heard. Crazy people. And what isn't, what even is crazy? Like I hate to even use that word, but you know, you've heard it somewhere. We got to stop. We got to stop. Let's destigmatize therapy. It is not for people who are severely depressed. It's not only for them. And it is not only for people who have suffered trauma. Therapy, number three, okay, it's for everybody. (laughs) It's for you. It's for me. Okay. It's for people who want to be self-aware. It is for people who are stuck in cycles. Okay. Preach to the choir. It is for people who simply want to grow. I don't know why we keep, you know, carrying on this message, this negative message around therapy, but it ain't that. And it's not expensive. I know that you can do therapy sessions for as much as 30 bucks a session. Okay. Now, if you're like, I ain't got 30 bucks a session, there are some free therapy services. Okay. All you got to do is get on that good internet, get on your phone. Okay. And get to Googling. Google will guide you. (laughs) Yeah. And so that is it, you guys. I hope that you enjoyed this uh, episode. I hope that if you aren't in therapy, maybe you will consider it. If you are in therapy, consider maybe trying a different type. If you're doing personal and you've never tried group, try group. If you've tried group and you want to try personal, try personal. And look, if you just want to be over the top like me, because I was like, I need help. Do both at the same time. (laughs) And uh, I look forward to, hopefully you guys will share about some of your experiences. If it's not, you know, too personal, it's up to you. Uh, Yeah. And I will be back. So guys, it's already May. Ain't that crazy? It is already May. So this month will be the last episodes of season three. So crazy. And season three has been amazing. I mean, there there are more than 20 episodes in this season. That's the longest season I've ever done. And they're like, all oh, so good. Like, I know it sounds weird, but I'll be going back. I'll be going back and listen. I'm like, dang, I said that? Come on, Jesus. The Holy Spirit had to show up because sis don't um, be sharp like that. But yeah, so um, 
these will be in May will be the final episodes of season three. And then I'll be recording season four. So after May, guys, there will be a break on new episodes. I intend to drop in with you guys throughout the summer, but I will be recording season four. And so we'll come back with season four in the fall. Just giving you a heads up. And there are more details to come on what you can expect as it relates to the summer and season four. In a later episode, though. In a later episode. Because it's already it's already getting long. So, yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening, for tuning in. Remember that you can watch these episodes, okay? You can go to YouTube, search for Relatable Rhetoric Podcast. And, of course, I will link it in the show notes and the description. However you want to put it. <laughs> Everything that you need will be available to you. So, yes. Go watch Listen, check out some older episodes, and meet me right here next time on Relatable Rhetoric.